Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Happiness, that's my question. That's my issue for discussion today. Happiness, are you a happy person? Well, to a large extent, it depends on your age. So let's put it in perspective. What age are you, and how does that fit along the happiness continuum or the order of happiness with people? Now, a few years ago, was published a book by Dr. Dean Burnett. He's a British neuroscientist, and the book was entitled The Happy Brain. The subtitle was The Science of Where Happiness Comes From and Why. Well, a very interesting discussion uh, was held within that book, and it's worthy of your uh, consideration if happiness is a problem in your life, either the absence of happiness or too much happiness, perhaps, but particularly the absence of happiness. Now, here's what he did. He went to uh, many, many, many countries of the world. I think it was something like uh, 40 some, 132 countries, 132 countries, and had people complete a questionnaire. What he did, he gave them 15 measures of unhappiness and had them rank and estimate how much those factors are true in their life. So basically, he was measuring the absence of happiness or unhappiness. And then flipping that around and discussing the world of happiness. Now, there may be some problems with that. These two may not be directly opposite of each other, but at least he made that assumption that if you scored high on the unhappiness scale, you weren't very happy. So here's where the um, evaluations took place. He gave them these words to evaluate relative to themselves and measures of unhappiness. Despair, anxiety, loneliness, sadness, strain, depression, bad nerves, phobias, panic, downhearted, restless sleep, lost confidence, tension, being out of it, thinking of yourselves, yourself as worthless. So he had these people respond to those particular buzzwords as to whether they were uh, present in their life or not. So basically he was getting a good measure of their unhappiness. But he went on and asked them two more questions. Here they were. Was it hard to feel hopeful about the future of the world? Or is it hard to feel hopeful about the future of the world? That's one question. And the other question was, was life in their own country getting worse? So when you look at the different countries of the world, he divided them into two parts. Those that were the developing countries and those that were the undeveloped countries. In other words, countries known for much more impoverishment. The interesting thing is that the level of happiness in those two different parts of our globe, the developed countries and the undeveloped countries, happiness was about the same. There's one year apart for unhappiness. So basically, it didn't matter whether you lived in a country that was well-developed, like America and England and Germany and France, or you lived in a country that was largely undeveloped, like many parts of Africa or many parts of South America and so on around the world. So he made these two comparisons, and it really didn't make much difference as to what kind of country you lived in and the level of poverty or or prosperity of those particular uh, or, your, or your, your particular country. So it was about the same. 
So he went on then to look at the issue of happiness and um, what ages were the age of happiness and the age of unhappiness. So we have countries didn't make any difference. Uh, male and females didn't make much of a difference, by the way. But what about age? Was that a difference? Well, here's what he found. The unhappy years are the midlife years. You know, we account for the midlife years as being about 45 to 60. 55. 45 to 55. That's a 10-year span. Stretch that to maybe 15 years. 45 to 60. Those are what we call the midlife years. Those are the years of a hit. The years of unhappiness. No matter what country you lived in. No matter what age you were. Now, here's the other thing that took, uh, took place. That, generally speaking, younger people were happier Older people were happier, but middle-aged people were not. So happiness was like a shape of a U. If you look at the shape of a U, at the very top on the left, that's the young population. If you look at the very top of a U on the right side, that's the elder population. Those people tended to be on the happy side. In the middle of the U, down there at the curve, tended to be where midlife takes place ages 45 to about 60. 48 was the year of unhappiness. 47, 48 for most people. That was kind of like the mean. So you see happiness kind of does go by age rather than country or uh, whether your country is developed or not or and so on. So what does that mean? Well, here's, here's a factor. Young people perhaps are a little more happy. They don't have the financial burdens. They don't have to make a lot of decisions for themselves. They're not placed under a high degree of devastating stress. They're not educated so much in terms of the world pressures and the world stresses and the world problems that are going to affect the world and will affect them later on. In other words, younger people are kind of oblivious. There's a lot of the unfortunate, unpleasant, and unhappy aspects of life. So they tend to have a little higher happiness score. Older people, he argues, are more resistant to stress. They have the financial resources, they have a career behind them, or they're finishing up their career. They have a well-placed family, they have a lot of friends, they have a lot of associates, they have resources to counteract whatever comes into their life. So in other words, they can handle the stresses of life. And therefore, unhappiness doesn't prevail so much with the elder population. So they tend to be a little bit happier. So where are you in the uh, perspective of a U-shaped figure? If you're young, you tend to be on the happy side. If you're older, you tend to be on the happy side. If you're middle-aged, look at the next 10 years. Look at the next. Look at the 15-year framework of the middle age as being the years on unhappiness, and just kind of deal with it. Create a lifestyle that counteracts unhappiness. Do things that will bring about a sense of joy and a feeling of goodness in spite of the fact that there's a tendency towards anxiety and despair and loneliness and sadness and being downhearted and being left out and thinking of yourself as worthless and losing confidence and all those kind of things. So look at your level of happiness and bring about more of it. Look about your level of unhappiness and reduce it, counteract it, bring stuff into your life that brings about a peace brings about a sense of joy, brings about a sense of happiness, brings about a sense of goodness and, and expectation of positive events coming into your life and, and filling your life with goodness and filling your life with joy. If you don't do that, 
there's that natural tendency then for that midlife years to be your unhappy year. So there you are. Thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Let me refer you to a, a book that I wrote. It might be helpful uh, to you and uh, bring about a little level of um, happiness into your life called Deep Roots. And it's kind of a historical rendition of many different quotes and uh, things that people have done and people said that just make life meaningful. There's a lot of things in that book called Deep Roots that would maybe challenge you to live life above the line and bring about a little happiness into your life. So go to Amazon and uh, pick up the book Deep Roots. Go to my website www.booksbyhedberg.com and uh, the book's there, Deep Roots, it's called, recently published. You'll find it an interesting book, a book on historical quotes and historical ideas that might be applicable to your life and give you a little sense of meaning, give you a little sense of purpose, give you that sense of joy, give you that little sense of happiness that you need at this point in time in your life, especially if you're in the middle ages, middle years of life. Bye for now.